after a quite a long break. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Unmade Bed. I'm Adrian, that's Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. Um, there's a lot of really shitty things happening in the world at the moment, so we'll try to avoid talking about those and, um, yeah. Yeah. Try and bring a, well, I was going to say funny, but, you know, <clears throat> We're not going to delve into the really, really serious shit that's going on around the world, so... No. Let's talk about some music and All shit. right, let's talk about some music. I'll start, actually. Yes. The Beatles released. Yes. Um, now and Then is the name of the song. It's being touted as the last ever Beatles track, taking uh, a guide vocal from John Lennon from the 1970s and then... Um, doing all sorts of technical wizardry so it made it sound like he was actually playing with the group given that there's now only two of them still alive they had to take john's vocals from the 70s and then george's guitar or some of it from the 1990s when they were last working on music for the anthology series um yes because the, the demo came from the same cassette tape that uh free love and no, sorry real love and, and free, uh, free as, a, as bird. a bird yeah came from however yeah. this song the, yeah, the, voc- the the quality of it wasn't good enough at the time. Yeah. Um, the technology's obviously come a long way since the mid-90s, and you can still sort of tell that um, it's, if you like, not live. It's still got, obviously, as good as they can make it, it's not absolutely perfect, John's vocal, but mm. they've done the best they can. Um, it's not the worst song. In the Beatles catalogue. No, I mean, I guess of those three songs that came off that demo tape, it's probably the weakest of them, which mm. I, would, I would say. I, I, I mean, Free as a Bird's actually probably one of my, I think, a, a very good Beatles song. Mm. Well, that's, look, that's, obviously that's different to a lot of the critics that say that Real Love and Free as a Bird were garbage, but... Um, well, that's, yeah. The universally, the, the, the reviews that have been given of this new song is that it's... Good. It's not by any means terrible. Obviously, anything recorded by the Beatles is going to be produced, you know, by the top-notch people. So yeah, and and you can tell it kind of it, it's it's in a very similar kind of mu- music-wise. It's very mm. very similar to those other two songs. So yeah, it's kind of a sort of mid-tempo ballad, I guess you could yeah, describe it as. You could sort of tell that he kind of wrote them around at the same time. And yeah. Mm. Which is, you know, I'm I'm sure that throughout the Beatles' career there were many other demos that were left on the cutting room floor that mm. never made it to any kind of permanent media that yeah. we will never get to hear. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's nice to know that they can use the technology these days to make good things happen. Yeah, that's that's true. Look, you know, I guess I, the, the, the current... Advent of AI is is got its positives and it's got its negatives. Very true. As as well, it's uh, something that I guess humankind has not quite come across mm. yet to this extent. It's yes. Some some people compare it to I guess the I guess the industrial revolution to a to a small degree in that in the same way that it's. The, the industrial revolution sort of displaced a lot of jobs that mm-hmm. humans were doing mm-hmm. 
so AI at the moment has that kind of capability to... Yes. But we're sort of making up the rules as we go along, really. Yeah. The rules aren't being set before the technology comes along, so... That's right. And any kind of AI that I've come across at the moment that's trying to replace sort of, I guess, a customer service type role or whatever is completely terrible. And That's right. I don't know that you're going to get to that point. Yes, but the work now that can be done on deep fake audio and video is, well, it's getting to the frightening level now that they can literally take stuff that you said once and completely splice it all together differently and make it... Yeah, well, from from an artistic point of view, it's terrifying, and, mm. and, and it's no wonder that, you know, you've got the strike going on with the, the Actors yeah. Guild over in the US, because mm. it is, it is literally something that you could you know you and it is it is at the moment replacing some some human acting work there's mm. there've been some examples of where they've used ai to put in you know background extras and yeah and that sort of thing so yeah um you know and that's the kind of stuff that that young actors rely on to kind of mm. get some experience and get their foot in the door and you know work their way up so mm. if you no longer have that what well, you know what do you have? Mm, mm. Um. Well, that's about all I had to cover in music this week, was just the Beatles. So I'm leaving the ball in your court. What have you got? Um, so I'm not sure if you've noticed, but uh, Duran Duran released a new album last week. Did they? They did. Oh, I didn't notice. So you go. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure when is the last time they released a new album. I think it's been a while <laughs> the last the last new album of theirs that i can remember was the wedding album which has um ordinary world mm. that was the one yeah yeah mm. so you've obviously had a listen yeah it's um so it's a mix of um originals and covers oh. um it's it's a it's got a it's it's basically it's a halloween themed album which hence kind of why it was released really last week yeah the album's called dance macabre Okay. And the title track is also called Dance Macabre, which is which is an original, mm-hmm. which is quite good. Um, but the, the I guess the track that caught my attention was a very excellent cover of Psycho Killer. Oh, by Talking Heads? Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, give, give that a listen. And that song also features uh, Victoria DeAngelis from Manaskin. Okay. Um, playing the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a... She's an excellent bassist. Bassists often don't get uh, credit, get a lot of credit. But mm. uh, um, and Simon Le Bon kind of came out and said, "Oh, she's one of the most influential bassists of the you know currently." Okay. So he's uh, he's got a lot of time for her, and obviously he invited her to to play on the track. They also do a cover of "Painted Black," and. Uh, Kind of intriguing, I'm not quite sure, um, cover of, of Billie Eilish. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. What song was it, the Billie Eilish song? Um, you didn't bring your phone with you so you could Google it? No, I didn't. It's the one, um, uh, Bury a Friend. Ah, okay. Yeah. The, the lyrics of that song are very quite teenage and intense, but they kind of seem to, to make it work. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. Um. Any music videos that have come along with any of them? I haven't noticed if there's any. I'm sure there must be a music video to the to the title track at least. Yeah. You would. You'd think they're missing think, an opportunity if they haven't. 
I mean, I was just listening to it on Spotify, so I didn't okay. didn't notice it. But yeah, no, um, I would suggest giving it a listen. All right. Dance Macabre or Macabre, the um, new one from Duran Duran. Mm. Do yourself a favour. Yes, mm. thanks, Molly. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, another another track from Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. It was released again today. Mm. The duet with Miley Cyrus. Right. Yeah. Which is Wrecking Ball. Oh, okay. So. Hmm. I get the feeling that Dolly won't be appearing in a remake of the Wrecking Ball video. I Yeah, I don't know that she would physically, <laughs> physically manage it. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, it'd be a bit of gravity defiance going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, it's actually, and interestingly, Dolly really stretches her vocals on it to a, to a fair bit. Okay, so she, you know, Dolly being an excellent songwriter and a, you know excellent singer, but never having that quite you know that mm-hmm. high range. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it's mm. uh, it's quite good. And obviously, Miley Cyrus is her goddaughter. Okay, um, for those who didn't know, so um, and Dolly's. Dolly's one of the, you know, being the nice person that she is, she's she's in the past when people were kind of, I don't know what the word for it is, hanging shit on Miley when she was going through that sort of, uh, yeah. you know, teenage, young adult phase where... The rebellious the, angst of yeah, Miley the rebellious. Cyrus. Dolly had her back and was saying, you know what, you know, that's not, that's not what she's like, it's just... You know that's that's her music, and you need to separate that and that sort of thing. So. Mm. But yes, so, right. There's well, another one to do yourself a favour: Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus covering Miley's "Wrecking Ball." Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Nothing else in music that's about covered yet. Oh, it's probably about coming. The the Aria Awards are coming up soon. Oh, are they? Yes, they are. Yeah. I know you don't really pay much attention to. Uh, more uh, recent yeah music but uh it's it's nice to see that um kylie's got some some nominations oh, very good. in there um not that she will i doubt she'll be going to the ceremony okay because she's current about to start her residency in las vegas right um She'll send a video saying I oh, love so you all. She, yeah, so yeah. She'll, she'll send a video and say, sorry, but I'm a bit busy right now. <coughs> um, kind of thing, if she if she wins anything. Vegas must come first. Well, yeah, I mean, from from all accounts, most of the dates so far are sold out. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's an interesting one because she got some following in the US, especially with Can't Get You Out of My Head, that got somewhere on the charts in the Made in about the number five. Yeah, it was sort of, you know. It was a top ten hit. It was a top ten hit, which is, you know, for the US is mm. it's quite a big achievement. Mm. And then Padum Padum has also done... Well on the dance quite charts. Quite well there on the dance charts. So, mm. you know, there's a bit of love for Kylie in the US. That's so, good. But uh, I also think, you know, there's obviously a lot of, lot of um, Australians and uh, people from the UK who would specifically fly to the UK, US. sorry, to the US to mm-hmm. to see Kylie in Las Vegas as mm. a bit of a, you know. It'd be a bit of a gay status thing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a good holiday, you know. Yeah, go, okay. go to Vegas, you get to see Kylie, you get yeah. to, you know, do Vegas and 
probably go to California and yeah. while you're there because it's not that far away. So <laughs> Do so much blow that your head falls off, that yeah, sort well, of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really that uh, in touch with the rest of the artists that are vying for mm-hmm. for ARIA Awards. So. No, I'm, I'm afraid that my interest in music probably in in modern oh look there's some some songs occasionally that sort of make it through the filter mostly thanks to the radio being on at work um, yeah mercifully we've changed radio stations we're no longer playing um triple m hobart or seven eight show and therefore we're not hearing luke combs's fast car five times a day yeah that's that's a yeah it's a relief <clears throat> we're listening now to one of the uh uh, listener, as in Austereo um, stations, and I heard it played the other day, and it was about the first time in three weeks that I'd heard it. So, kudos to whoever's putting their players together that they're not beating you over the head with it. Mm. Yeah. Listener also just launched, and I sh- probably shouldn't be telling you this, but I'm going to. Um, Listener's Christmas channel launched just the other day. Yeah. So, um, Apparently, Mariah's only the number two most requested song. It's uh, the number one song is Michael Bublé. Ah, uh, okay, that's yeah. Australia loves a bit of Bublé, so yeah, yeah. So that's to be not to be expected. Did you see? Um, um, if you saw anywhere on your socials, Mariah Carey has she did a bit of a thing mm. uh, where she it's sort of the first of November got. Uh, she was in a block of ice and they right. thawed her out. And, uh-huh. you know, it's like, hello, it's time for... Time Mariah. for me again. Time here for I me am. again. Here I am. Mm. Um, she's doing a tour around the US doing Christmas songs. Right. Um, in the next month or two. So, okay. But it's, 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 it's worth watching. It's fun. She's, she's got a really good sense of humour. Mm. <laughs> and despite what people may think, she doesn't take herself too seriously. It's... Uh, yeah. But she's got a, she's got a very wacky sense of humour that that mm. kind of bypasses, especially bypasses a lot of Americans, from what I yeah from what I understand. But um, mm. well, good luck to her managing to knock Taylor Swift out of the top one hundred at the moment. I had a look at the current top one hundred today, and because Taylor Swift's just released the re-recording of her nineteen eighty nine album, yes. it's literally every track's on there. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, people in South America are currently line. Uh, Camping out about five months ahead of Taylor Swift's concert, so that they can be the first in line to get front, you know, into the front row. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you. Right. Um, it's bizarre um, because apparently in some of the venues in or wherever this particular one is, there's no there's no allocated seating. It's oh. first in, best dressed. It's all on the floor. Through the whole stadium. So. Jeez. They're in there in their tents and uh, ready to spring into action. Kind of suck, though, if you were, you know, there camping out for like four months and then mm. some police came along and made you disperse or something. But Yeah, well, obviously you're taking... You're, you're, you're taking some chances. You're taking some chances. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually had a look at the Spotify top 100 most played songs in Australia today. It's just full of fucking Ed Sheeran and, like, stuff from two or three albums ago. Seriously, people. 
curate your playlist better. There must be more going on than Ed Sheeran in your life. No, I mean, that's like the, I guess the Australian chart has had bloody Riptide yeah. as number one for God knows how long. And then every now and again, another artist comes in and then they stay there for a couple of weeks and then Riptide comes back. It's yeah. like... The most streamed song in Australia currently on Spotify is Desposito. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot about where we're at as a culture, I think. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Let's go back to when music was good. All right. All right. Uh, the week of the 6th of November, 1994. 94. 94. First year of university. I was in year 11. Yes. Music was going through a bit of an identity crisis at the time. Grunge was sort of on the way out. And nobody was really quite sure what was going to replace it. But you'll find this top ten interesting. The number ten song was Offsprings Come Out and Play. It was just on its way into the top ten where it would stay for quite a while. But that yep. was the first we came to know of the Offspring. Yep. Uh, number nine, actually, Kylie, Confide in Me. Mm. Mm. In her indie phase. Yes. Sort of her big comeback as it was. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Luther Vandross with Mariah Carey. Endless Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. She duetted with a lot of singers. She did, yes. yes. Yeah, she's, she's had a few up her sleeve. You kind of forget Luther Vandross. You sort of think more of the boys to men kind of. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's still, I think, the biggest number one hit and you, you I don't still don't think that's been overtaken I don't think so no, no oh, I may have been overtaken by Drake but yeah mm. uh, number seven this week Tina Arena and Chains yeah someone else also sort of no not really her indie phase but uh, after um after I need your body where she f- tried well, yeah. and failed <laughs> to stay uh, to say stay inside a dress she went down the mature path, which has worked out really well for her. It has, yes. Mm. She's taken the adult contemporary route and it's paid off in spades. Yeah. Good luck to her. Uh, the number six song, going to the complete other end of the spectrum, Nine Inch Nails with Closer. Yeah. There's not really that much she can say about... Uh, well, it's, yeah, it goes to show that in the 90s how much influence Triple J actually had on the charts. Because mm. that, um, I would be pretty confident in saying that would be the only station who were actively playing, playing, that's playing the song. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it may have slipped into a sort of evening. Commercial stations were playing it every night in their sort of their top tens and, and their Yeah, well, shows. yeah, it would have been heavily. Uh, because I remember the then Sensor, Triple though. T and Hobart used to used to play it. Oh yeah, they censored the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, which makes it completely unlistenable. Just like if you censor the video, you've got about what thirty seconds worth of video that you can use that isn't yeah. completely fucked up. Uh, what's Trent Reznor up to these days? I suppose he's just still just yeah, well, sitting he, back raking in the cash. He sort of quit. Or just, you know, I guess sort of dissolved Nine Inch Nails some time ago. It was just him anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> Theoretically, yeah. yeah. He has he had a couple of, he had some, you know, sort of long-time collaborators. Uh-huh. 
but um, and he became he kind of got into doing um, movie soundtracks. That's right, he did too. Yeah, and he actually I believe he won a Grammy for one of them. Mm. Um, not sure which one. No, it wasn't, and it wasn't like a specific song. It was so it wasn't one of the you know the song yeah, of the year was, Grammy a, yeah. kind of. Well, yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. One, yeah, but um, mm. yeah, no, he he did quite well in that, and he hasn't really kind of released any commercial music that I'm aware of. Mm. The uh, number five song, just demonstrating that this chart was all over the shop, Madonna's Secret was number five. Mm. No, not her worst song, but no. if you're going to name ten great Madonna songs, you're not going to include Secret. No, you're not. No. No, it's fairly forgettable. Number four, and debuting this week, back in the... Uh, the time in history where Nirvana could release a recording of them gargling and it would chart about a girl debuted at number four. Yeah. Mm. Probably did it go to number? It probably went to number one. It didn't go to number it didn't one. Didn't go to number one. No, no, it was a. It was certainly top five there for quite a few weeks. Mm, okay. Because I think the album came out fairly quickly. The after. album probably went to number one. The album definitely. The went The MTV to Unplugged one. album. Yeah. It, let me have a look. Was it out? No, the number one album this week back in 1994 was Madonna's Bedtime Stories. Ah, yep. And uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, number two. Hmm. Oh. Harry Connick's She, number four. Music Box, Mariah Carey, number five. You just look at the album charts these days and it is so... It's like a completely different culture. Yeah. Just... Wacky. Uh, number three, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Yeah. Mm, they were really into the ballad phase by now, and it was selling like hotcakes. Yeah, I actually, um, I remember I actually borrowed the Boys to Men CD from the uh, the local library. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. I learn more new things about you every day. Yeah. The number two song this week back in 1994 was Bon Jovi's Always. You hate that song, don't you? Confession time. Hate the song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just and look, I like a lot of Bon Jovi, but always just just something about it. It's just shit. Yeah. Bit. It is a bit. I guess maybe formulaic sort mm. of rock ballad. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. The number one single this week back in 1994. And they've been in the news lately. Silver Chairs Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm, now, that's been a bit of a to-do recently with Daniel John still being strange and eclectic. Yes. It's uh, nice to see the other two have sort of overcome their differences and have um, Dan and Chris are, uh, you know, obviously they're still good mates, so that's always nice to see, but... yeah. Oh uh, yeah, what I watched their their, their uh, Australian story, story. Mm. and um, yeah, it was it, it. I guess to to find out that um, you know that both of them, but um, Chris has went through quite a lot of mental health issues, mm. um, and but nobody really knew because everyone was more involved with Daniel John's mental health issues. Mm. Um, mm. So he kind of had to take a back seat mm. into, in a way. That, mm. um, well, I mean, when you think about it, to, 
to be such so famous literally overnight at such a young age would yeah they talked about that a would lot would fuck about, anybody up yeah. really yeah How, you know they were going and touring the US you know with their parents in tow and, yeah. and that sort of thing but at the same time they had their parents in tow but people were offering them drugs it's, yeah. you know even though they were like 16 yeah it's yeah um it's no wonder that yeah a lot of young musicians or young actors and you know all the rest of it end up mm-hmm. have, you know with issues yeah i don't know if we're ever going to get daniel back he just seems like he's just going to um release more and more weird and freaky shit whenever he yeah. feels like it yeah i mean look his the album he released recently is future never future never it's very good mm. technically it's just you know not going to be something that's Commercially a commercially success. Commercially no. a success. No. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be in that space. Yeah. Let's just say that you can file Silvertier under a list of bands that will never get back together. Well, that's, that's yeah. Mm. That seems very, very unlikely. Yeah, like a few Australian bands that have just slipped off into the, the never-never. Yeah. Mm, there's been a few over the years. And there's others like In Excess that still try to remain relevant and you just wonder why they're bothering. Those guys are so rich from the back catalogue. Why do they need to keep putting themselves out there with various different lead singers? Yeah, yeah. it would make more... They're all, just accom- go, they're all accomplished musicians. It would, yeah. you know, just go out on your own and, and do your own thing. Yeah, don't shit on Michael Hutchinson's grave every week. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's enough angry thoughts from me. Yes. <laughs> See, but we've managed to steer away from all the shit that's happening in the world, so good work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, never mind wars and things when you've got artists who are behaving badly. Yep. So we'll stick to what we know. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Unnight. Un- <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode of the unmade bed. I was going to call it the unknife bed. And I'm getting way ahead of myself. Mm, I've been up since six. I'm tired. Don't blame me. Let me get my violin out. Yeah, get your violin out. All right. That's the end of it. Uh, Say goodnight, Bree. Goodnight, Bree. We'll catch you again, hopefully before Christmas sometime, on another episode of the unmade bed.